You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Lynn Molitor, and joining me in the quad today is Jacqueline Peterson. Hello. Tim Muma. Hello, everyone. And Liz Dotson. Hello, hello. We have some fun topics to discuss today, but first we have some serious business that I think will prove just as interesting, and Tim is going to start us off. So my topic on uh, first glance, probably people think, oh, well, you sound kind of lazy because the topic was to work smarter, not harder. Now, of course, that's not the point of it is just to coast by. But there were some points in an article that I had seen and I had passed those along to you ladies as well. Uh, Just an idea is to work smarter, to sort of be more efficient or to help with maybe it's creativity or just productivity in general. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of these or if you had any tips of your own. A couple that stood out quickly for those who obviously haven't seen the article. Um, just the idea of taking more breaks, you know, shorter breaks as opposed to maybe that one long lunch or however you want to break that up. Uh, spending time in nature, getting outside away from all the chaos and the lights and the noise. Uh, and then the other one that I've never actually found effective for myself, even when I've tried to do it at other companies that I've been at uh, is take naps. <laughs> I know it's kind of a trend. I always feel worse if I like take a little nap. So it depends on when you're taking the nap. I guess. I mean, I did, I did, like I said, at the other job I was at, um, you know, we would work different weird hours depending on when we were covering events. So you kind of did sneak in here or oh. there, but I don't know. I always felt worse. So it, that didn't work for me, but I was just curious if you had any thoughts on these or any other tips on working smarter, not harder. I actually like the one about spending time in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, where our office building is situated in Milwaukee, um, I don't see a lot of green space. <laughs> I know we, there there is a river nearby. <laughs> um, but when I work out of the D.C. office, there's like two parks within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I really like to take advantage of taking my lunchtime and just walking outside. Yeah. And I always comment that, Oh, if I had this in Milwaukee, I'd be out here every day. And it's just a whole different vibe. And um, the article I talked about, there's no traffic, you know, to worry about getting hit by a car. And Always you know, you, It is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I appreciated that. And I think getting outside and taking those kind of lunch breaks, it does rejuvenate me when I come back to work. So I actually, um, you know, maybe a little different twist than what they were talking about, but I thought... Oh, I think that person had something there. I, I would, actually, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you, Liz, you go first. Thanks, Jacqueline. <laughs> I, I like the idea of being out in nature, especially by the river, as you mentioned, Lynn. I actually don't feel as energized doing the whole nap concept and taking power naps, however um, helpful they may be for some. But I actually like getting around and moving my body. You know, mm-hmm. we're sitting mm-hmm. around um, in our cubes or offices throughout the day. And so it's nice to just get that outdoor fresh air and be able to walk and move around and get some exercise. And that really rejuvenates me, clears my head, and then I can get back and get going in the afternoon. Yeah, I definitely would agree with both you and Lynn. I think taking breaks, I I know that's sort of how they had it titled, Mm -hmm. but I think what they meant and how they describe it actually is just our brains are really only able to focus for 90 minutes. So then you should 
switch gears after that. And that I absolutely agree with. And I think that's why, you know, college courses are developed within certain those certain time frames and meetings are up to an hour and stuff like that. So I absolutely would agree with that. I also I also am a nap taker on the weekends. (laughs) So am I. You oh you are too Oh big time. Yeah. But they definitely helped uh, when I was getting my second degree because I remember learning about it. I, I got my second degree in nursing, and I remember them saying, your brain literally needs that respite. Right. So if you can just close your eyes and turn off. And, you know, some people like to meditate. I equate napping to, like, meditating. The point is you're just shutting your body down. Mm. Um, so I definitely liked that one. And then so the other one. So can you do it for, like, 15 to 20 minutes, or do you need, like, a solid? I need the 30 minutes. Okay. I'm the 30 minute and I'm never really like a sleep per se, but I my my uh my eyes are closed, I'm supine, I'm laying down, and I'm in a quiet space. So I don't know that I really fall asleep, but you know, I'll set my alarm for 30 minutes and then I'll get up. Oh, good for you. Yeah. You actually said it. Uh-huh. I think that's probably the smart thing. Yeah. And then um and then I can go back to Again, I haven't done this since nursing school, but that's what my routine would be in nursing school. I haven't really needed to do it because I wasn't working full-time and going to school full-time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's sort of what I would do. And then the one that I thought was uh, what I really liked was check your email first thing because we just talked about a quad recently yes. where it said don't check your right. email first yep. thing. And I was like, I vehemently disagree with that. <laughs> and all the reasons that they talk about is, you know, just keeping conversations moving, people working at different times. Um, you know, you just want to make sure that that communication is going. I actually am an advocate for it. So am I. Yeah, I thought, oh, good. I do that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if I'm not supposed to, I do. It's just for a habit. That's the first thing you want to do in the day. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's part of it, not that it necessarily sets up the day, but if something did pop up overnight or right. somebody had a request that you need to get taken care of, you know then. Or if you wait till 10 o'clock and it's like, oh, they needed this an hour ago, that doesn't help very much. Right. Yeah, because you want to keep everything moving forward and you don't want to be the bottleneck. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So now that we have some tips on how to work smarter, we are all set to talk about Jacqueline's topic. Yes. So our performance reviews at um, localjobnetwork.com are coming up, mid-year reviews. And we do them twice a year. So we have an annual review in October, and then we have a mid-year review in April. And the mid-year review is uh, not as in-depth. It's just basically going back to that October review and reviewing, you know, the progress that you've made since then. So I thought we'd take uh, an opportunity here just to kind of revisit the idea. I know we've talked about it before in the quad, but I wanted to just get a checkpoint with you. Have you, has your perspectives changed? Have you learned anything new as far as collecting feedback from colleagues? I know here at localjobnetwork.com, we really like to collect feedback from colleagues who work directly with the person who's getting the review. The nice thing about that is that the review isn't coming just from you. It's coming from how your peers perceive you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Also, uh, how to provide a review. Any tips on if you're the one that's actually in the shoes of giving the review? And then we're all in the shoes of possibly receiving a review. So how do you receive it and, you know, be gracious and thankful? There was a lot of time that went into it, even if you don't agree with it. And then how do you go about handling that? So I knew I... I know I threw a lot of things at you guys, but what are your thoughts? We shouldn't all talk at once, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I can start um, by giving a couple of quick uh, responses. Um, In terms of how to collect feedback, I I think that's just a good way um, if you're able to gather feedback from the people who are actually working with the person who's receiving their review. Because a lot of times I think we've said at one time or another, my boss doesn't know what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) You know, and in case you don't think they know, you know, well, we're going to ask all the people who do know. Yeah. Um, Personally, when I have to write a review, I like to get the feedback in writing if possible, just because then that makes it easier for me. I don't have to worry about taking notes. I can kind of engage with uh, what the feedback is, ask any follow-up questions. And then sometimes I get the feedback and it's so articulated so well that then I don't have to try and rewrite it into my own words. So in terms of how to provide the review, I always uh, like to make sure I have the full amount of time to give to the person and not that I'm flying by the seat of my pants where I might be doing that for a project meeting or whatever. And then how to receive the review. I always, you know, and I use my own personal experience on this. I have received feedback that sometimes, you know, it's kind of a surprise and it's like, really, that's what I need to work on. And, um, you know, I uh, usually follow up with my manager afterwards and clarify. And then I embrace it. And I'm just like, help me, help me make this better. Maybe it's outside of my comfort zone. Maybe I had no clue I was doing this. Just help me. And usually that's all managers want. They're giving you the feedback uh, to help you. Mm. And so if you embrace it, that's all there is to it, you know, rather than, you know, getting upset and trying to defend yourself. I think you bring up a really good point is clarifying with your supervisor who gave you the report because um, you just want to make sure that you have like examples like what specifically would you like to see me do if you're uncertain because sometimes I think you interpret it one way I know this has happened to me like I interpreted you know being more available to my colleagues and peers as like making sure that my mornings were clear and that people could stop but he was like no I want you like walking around and like talking (laughs) to people but I (laughs) I didn't get that at first, right, so I yeah. needed that clarification. And then um, it was probably like, oh, that's what you want me to do? That's exactly <laughs> oh, what okay. I did. I was like, I'm pretty sure I like cleared my calendar. I put all my status meetings in the <laughs> afternoon. I put all my like projects. And I just made sure that, hey, if you walked by my office, I'd be in there and you can come in. That's not what it meant. <laughs> I think the piece about following up with citing examples, I mean, examples are so important in all aspects of the performance reviews. First, in collecting the feedback, when you are getting feedback from people, make sure that if they do have strengths or opportunities, if they can cite any examples to reference, that's always very helpful because then when you actually provide the review, you can reference those pieces too. And it's very helpful for people to better understand the strengths or opportunities that you're referencing to be able to support it with those examples. Because it's just a connection piece like, oh yeah, I do know what you're referencing. And then the other piece is on receiving the review with the follow-ups, making sure that you also clarify exactly what that opportunity or strength is and be able to cite examples yourself as far as why you feel like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm on board. I I understand. We're on the same page and clarifying that, too. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing, if I just look to the receiving the the review, you know, just to make sure that you understand it's not personal. I mean, it is 
It's just strictly from a professional point of view. The person that's giving the review, if they do have, you know, items you need to work on or negative feedback, I'm guessing they don't necessarily enjoy doing that either. I mean, nobody wants. That would be an affirmative. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I don't think anybody really wants to say, um, yeah, so you're really bad at this. Not that they would phrase it that way, of course. Um, but just to make sure you understand, okay, this is coming from a professional point of view that, you know, we're all in this together. We're part of a team. So just go in with that mind frame as opposed to, oh, geez, what are they going to say that I'm doing wrong? Or what do they think I'm I'm you know a great person or a bad person? It, nothing to do with it. Um, right. just, just to try to separate yourself a little bit. And I know it can be difficult. I mean, I'm, we've all been in that position. Uh, but just to go in with that, I think mindset really helps. And just to be prepared, to understand, okay, if something did happen a couple of weeks ago or six months ago that was brought up, understand it's probably going to come up and just be prepared to have a conversation about it and be open about it as opposed to getting offensive or upset or, or thinking that, yeah, well, woe is me, nobody likes me kind of thing. That doesn't help anybody. Everybody likes you, Tim. Aw, thanks. That's totally not true, but I appreciate that. Okay. So is that, uh, do we uh, give you yeah, some that, items there, Jacqueline? That's very helpful. That will help me prep for my April reviews. Thank you, everyone. Okay, good luck with those. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good luck. With good those. luck. <laughs> so let's have a bit of fun now, and uh, Liz wants to talk about celebrating. Woohoo! Yes, I do. <laughs> I love to celebrate, and I think... Uh, all of my coworkers love to celebrate, <laughs> too. Here at LJN, we do love to recognize milestones and birthdays and anniversaries and accomplishments, milestones that are hit. So overall, I thought it'd just be good to share some of those great ways to celebrate, whether it's, you know, for an individual, for a department, for a project. I thought we could just share some best ideas as far as how to celebrate. <laughs> Tim, I know, loves celebrating. It's not. It's not about. So, I, I, sometimes I think I get a bad rap with that. <laughs> well, now we're I think, just picking. Well, no. When I well, when I first started here, I did say, you know, I mean, it was it was interesting because I hadn't been in an environment where you did really celebrate. I mean, truly, to Liz's point, celebrate and, and appreciate in the moment that you did something great, whether it be an individual, as a team, as a whole organization. Um, so it, it took some getting used to. I'll definitely say that. And I, I had jokingly said, "This is a this is a strange land we work in." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the original thought, but uh, I, I, since working here, I definitely appreciate that part of it, and that uh, you know it helps to sort of bring people together and understand that we. Uh, it's kind of like the review. We're in this together. We're working together. Uh, as far as fun ways to celebrate. I tend to like it in a smaller sort of group setting because I think there is more engagement uh, where we heard earlier and and sort of intimacy with it. And uh, I'm being able to be able to really appreciate it with that individual or that group of people. Um, obviously, it's it's great to celebrate it with as many people as possible. But um, I think just doing little things for each other, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a milestone birthday anniversary, but just being able to say, hey, I know who you are. I know how you like to be approached or appreciated in this setting. Maybe it was a sales goal that we reached, uh, or maybe it was radio programming, that kind of thing. Um, so for me, I always like to, to see it as being more of a personal intimate thing to celebrate because that, I don't know, it, it feels like it means more when it's on that personal level. I get that. Yeah, it is interesting, Tim. I think in some ways you and I probably are on the same page <laughs> with some of this, not all of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we do have to be respectful of 
what works for some people and not for others. Um, but it is a hard balance because I know I always like to treat everyone the same. You know, so, um, you know, when people get married, we tend to um, have an office collection. And then I think we do a cake, right? Yeah. Or a street oh, yeah. or something. You know, so we give them a gift and give them a cake. And, you know, I always want to make sure it's like, well, if we do it for, you know, one group over here, then we have to remember you have to, like, do it for everybody. Now, obviously, it depends on office culture. But I think in some regards, some people are really, like, nervous because we put them in front of the whole company. <laughs> and, you know, I think by now, they pro- if they've been around, they kind of know it's coming. They don't know what day it's coming. <laughs> um, I think they're appreciative. But on the other hand, I think for some people, it really stresses them out. Mm. So, you know, um, hopefully it's all they realize it's all in good good thoughts. <laughs> I agree with Lynn. I I don't I'm gonna be honest, I don't like that one. That you know, putting them in front of um right. a big group of people. And we do like to celebrate lots of things. So like um like you said, wedding uh celebrations, Weddings, babies, firstborns. I don't oh, like yeah, any of that. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah, <laughs> I like I'm I I, I kind of resonate with Tim. I like it to be a little bit more intimate, um, and and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like so special. But just you know, I I don't know. I think it's such a private thing, and and not not like you don't want people to know that you just got married or you just had a kid or anything like that. But it's just I mean, just to put it out in front of everyone, it does make me uncomfortable. On the flip side, though, one thing that I know that I do love to do that Lynn and Tim don't like to do is I love to bang the gong. <laughs> oh, love the gong. You're so, not a big fan oh, of that? Right. Yeah. You guys are not. I know you no, guys are yeah, not. Yeah, Jacqueline knows me and that yeah. gong are. <laughs> Those two, Lynn, it's, Liz is like pulling teeth to get them to bang the I, gong. I did say. Tim banged the gong last week. I do. I do. I will participate. I would be more probably open to it if I could have a, a ball of some sort and just throw it at the yeah, gong. Yeah, and I said you could get one, like our, a Nerf ball. Yeah, our engineer Wade actually. Actually, I think he threw a stress ball at it yeah. before everybody came in to hit it with the with the drum. Or with I mean, the I love banging the, the banging the gong so much that when it's <laughs> being banged when I'm not in the office, I will have someone bang it on my behalf oh, when they it. go in line to bang it. So I have to admit, so last Friday was a major milestone, and I actually, and everyone banged the gong, and I actually thought of Tim. And I'm like, oh, Tim, I'm thinking of you, and I'm really glad I'm not in the office today. Oh, but it was so much fun. <laughs> so I like things like that. I like things like bringing in treats, you know, just to kind of like. Oh, I like treats. Yeah. Th- th- those types of things it's just when it's like uh when someone puts you like in the center i think that's what it is putting Mm -hmm. you in the center of attention is what makes me just a smidge uncomfortable very uncomfortable it's not a smidge it's (laughs) (laughs) good to know so noted (laughs) well i think it goes to show (laughs) that's the goal (laughs) i think it goes to show celebrating can be a very personal thing on what level you want to celebrate and with whom, but I think uh, there are a lot of different ways to celebrate. Banging the gong is definitely one of them that we do here. We have a prize (laughs) wheel. We do a lot of potlucks here, which is fun too. What's really neat that I like is um, a lot of times with some of our occasions, we'll uh, incorporate slideshows with pictures from events and things. And that's always fun to do too. It doesn't always have to be on a grand scale, but even those simple stopover in the middle of the day and let them know great job that's a great way to celebrate too Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know as a manager like I'll just take my team out 
yeah. for lunch and on my own dime. Or if there's someone that did something really great, you know, buy them a soda or a coffee. You know, just recognize them. Celebrate whatever achievement they had. All right. These are like great <laughs> ideas. And we probably have lots more. But if you think of anything, I think it'll apply to our next topic as well. So did you guys know that Laugh at Work Week is celebrated around the world annually between April 1st and through the 7th? I, did not, I did not know that. Either did I. <laughs> so I thought if we didn't know it, there, a lot of our listeners may not know it either. So I thought we could share with each other ways that we laugh in the workplace. I don't know why you guys are looking at me. <laughs> uh, you know, I in general, I like to try to keep things loose. You know, I think a good way to do it, actually, today I just spoke with somebody who talked about humor in the workplace, ironically. and Did you tell him, oh, yeah, it's Laugh at Work Week? You know, we did not touch on that, but he actually <laughs> went into doing part-time stand-up comedy as sort of like a midlife crisis thing, and he uses it now at work. He's a, a CEO and, and founder over at it's Peppercom. It's in New York. Anyway. Is um, that going to be a future podcast? Yeah, you will hear it up on LJN Radio for those listening and on iTunes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. Uh, but he did talk about how humor in general and laughter can be such a great emotion in the workplace because it can loosen things up, liven it up a little bit, diffuse situations that might occur. So uh, for anyone who knows me, you know, sometimes maybe I toe the line of what's appropriate. I'm not talking about from anything as far as, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I know. We got a totally different o a picture of you now, Tim. Right. Right. And I'm not talking about inappropriate as far as anything like topic wise, but um, just joking around. And, and I think a lot of times it, if it's self-deprecating humor, I think that's very beneficial no matter what level you're on, whether you're, you know, the CEO or you're, you're a manager or you're a direct report to somebody. I think that sort of humanizes everything a little bit. So I have no problem making fun of myself. I know I have flaws and faults like anybody else does. So I think that's one way that you're able to do that. And it's, it's in a way that to me is non-threatening because you're not making fun of anyone else. You're, you're putting that focus on you essentially. Uh, I would like to be able to scare people more <laughs> in our office. <laughs> I'm kind of throwing it out there to see if I get permission to do that because I just find it extremely hilarious like, when people freak out. How would you like to scare someone? Just, you know, like, hiding around the corner of a you, cubicle oh, as they walk by. Oh, my. <laughs> I scare easily. My brother and you would get along real well. Do you scare your children? <laughs> yes, all the time. Uh, my father-in-law, like, I kind of stop now because he's getting a little up there in age, so I don't want to cause right. any serious <laughs> issues. Right. But I don't know. I find something extremely hilarious about it. And it's just this quick adrenaline rush, and then everything's fine. I just I see so many opportunities here. You know, you have cubicles, you have offices, you have a studio. Feel free to try that on your team and let <laughs> yeah, us I'm know. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're recording this just after April Fool, and I felt like, man, there could have been so many opportunities there. But uh, I think that would be a fun way to do it if, again, your culture fits into that sort of mentality. When I worked in the, on the media side, I did that a lot to people. But, uh, you know, that's that's the way I would do it. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit more paranoid. <laughs> I work know, now, I think. Just planting that seed. <laughs> Um, I'm, you know, Lynn, going to your list that you have here, I, what I thought was funny on the list was at every opportunity, send out a poem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I it mean, might be funny. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know like for the role that I sit in, it kind of goes back to earlier about taking breaks. You know, it's like. I'll be like really intense into doing something that I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I finished it. And you can kind of get a sense that your coworkers have kind of winded down too. And then we'll like tease each other. Yeah. You know, and have some comic relief 
you know, it's probably not funny to anyone on the outside, but, you know, it's funny to us, whatever it is. You know, and then we kind of go back to business. So I think it's just that ad hoc joking around with each yeah. other, but real, you know, nothing like personal or, you know, just having having a chance to laugh and not be so serious. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. A lot of funny things happen to me throughout the day. I don't know. Or things <laughs> I think that are funny. So... It's always fun to be able to share your stories, no matter how self-deprecating they <laughs> might be. Um, so that's what I try to do to uh, lighten the mood every now and then is share a story from the day. And I know others around me do it, too. So we have a good time. Yeah, that's good. A lot. Yeah. I want to see poems from Jacqueline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to find them. I'm not much of a poem writer. Maybe you are. Give it a shot. <laughs> Why yeah, don't you, you do one right now? <laughs> have you ever tried to write poetry? No. Um, like in high school okay. when, you, when it was for an assignment. <laughs> oh, but now you've learned a lot more in your life. You might be good at it if you actually try it. So. Actually, for my sister's bridal shower, I wrote a poem. Can we hear it? Oh. I don't have it memorized. Oh, that's a shame. All right. I think we should all write a little write a little limerick and bring it to the next <laughs> quad. <laughs> limerick. <laughs> okay. It was great celebrating Laugh at Work Week with all of you in the quad today, but we are going to have to continue our laughs out of the studio since our time together is at an end. If you'd like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio quad, please send a message to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Share with us how you work smarter and how you celebrate milestones with your coworkers. For Jacqueline Peterson, Tim Yuma, and Liz Dotson, I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.